Welcome to the new Indian woman and I am your host Krishna. In this podcast, we will examine the challenges faced by us in managing our lives and our families. In each episode, we will also look at the techniques that worked for different women, examine how to adapt it for us in today's context and learn from each other. You will get actionable strategies set in the Indian context on a wide variety of topics, right from identifying your passion to better productivity and parenting. In today's episode, I'm happy to welcome Ratna Prabha Rajkumar, who after her initial years in the field of accounting is now completely on her passion project called Blue Made Green. Blue Made Green is quite well known for the custom products made out of recycled cloth material, especially denim. Today, Prabha will share with us what triggered her passion for such a different and unique area, her journey and her aspirations. Prabha, I am looking forward to this discussion with you today. Why don't you start with an introduction about yourself? Hi Krishna, thank you for having me on your show. Okay, so to talk about me, right now I am staying in a city called Kannur in Kerala. Earlier, uh, we were staying as a family in China. For about nine years, we were living there. And when my daughter started going to the high school, we moved to Bangalore, just my, my daughter and me. And uh, it's after moving to Bangalore, I've started this uh, Blue May Green. But initially, it was not like Blue May Green, but I just wanted to do something. I re- Earlier itself, I wanted to do something for some cause with whatever skill I have. But uh, I was not able to do it in a, a little bit uh, broader way when I was working. Because when we were in China, I was working and uh, couldn't spend much time for uh, this kind of work. So when I moved to Bangalore and uh, initially, I had a choice of working outside. Uh, in some company or doing something of my, on my own. So I really thought that after shifting to a city like Bangalore, after staying in uh, another, you know, in abroad for a long time, I thought it will be difficult for my daughter to manage uh, when I'm working. So and that is also one reason why I started Blue Green. And another thing was that I really wanted to do something with the skills that I, you know, some small skills, whatever I have. Wonderful, Prabha. Actually, here I want to intervene because hmm. I think yeah. on hindsight you used yeah. the uh, what is available to you the fact that Bangalore was growing and you were yeah. in the city yeah. and I think whatever connections whatever you impact you could create for blue made green so that uh, you were able to do in Bangalore before going back to Kerala yes exactly now when we talk about recycling almost all of us Mm-hmm. We do not need an explanation because we have started reading a lot about recycling. It comes in mm-hmm. all uh, magazines and everywhere. But mm. nine years back when you came, that was not the scene. Right? It's not nine. It's around uh, six, six, seven years. Whatever. Six, seven years. I, I would uh-huh. say this awareness has increased considerably in the last two, three years. So okay. I somehow felt for you to look at your skills mm. and trying to see how to use it when you were mm. in a city is a very good move. Exactly. Bangalore city was really welcoming to this idea. Hmm. Prabha, can you just step back? So maybe your early education and, uh, you know, is it some, are you somebody who is working in the area of design or some creative space right from the start? Because I, I remember you telling that you have an early background in accounting. So this uh, shift from accounting and all that, you know, and your interest in this 
suing how did it develop could you just go back to that period okay fine so at my home my mother she she has her own boutique and uh, she does stitching and uh, my aunt inspired my mother so from my aunt and from mother i have an inclination towards you know designing something and making some my own clothes or something so at when i when i finished my school education itself i have learned how to stitch so okay. i know the basic stitching and uh, the simple embroidery crochet work you know during our summer holidays we used to learn all these things mm-hmm. so i really had an inclination towards this uh, work okay so i used to make uh, clothes for myself and when i was in china when i was working there also they there we we couldn't get lot of uh, indian outfits outside so some of my friends you know when they want to go for some function or party some simple kind of an indian outfit i used to design for them so i was not completely away from this kind of work oh that's wonderful because yeah. you know most people when i speak to them mm. they may have chosen some field they should they may have studied some other field they may have worked in that field like you were mm. saying in accounts mm. and you were working mm. a regular job but most of us tend to forget our hobby or our interest so it's mm. interesting to see that in some way or the other you mm. kept in touch with it yes right? that's right you, you huh. know in whatever way the situation allowed you you were in touch with it exactly and uh, then you moved to bangalore and yeah. uh, recently you have moved back to kanur in kerala exactly now why don't we uh, move to the genesis or the origin of blue made green okay initially i just wanted to do something i really didn't know that whether i want to work with denim but i i knew that because uh, that i want to work with old clothes that was that i was sure because when i want to start something of on my own mm-hmm. i one idea was that okay i start a new you know boutique or something where i make new clothes and another one was that because every time even for me actually i had lo- i have lot of clothes in the cupboard but not now earlier but so i know half of the maybe i just wore once or twice and maybe uh, not maybe some of them maybe not fitting anymore but then you know i always had more number of clothes that i have not using than the clothes that i use regularly i am sure uh, that is a scenario for most people most people so initially my idea was to okay make you know all these uh, you know uh, exclusive outfits people just wear only once or twice or twice so i thought to transform you know all those into another outfit so that people can again use it something like that okay. but later on i thought that, that you know because it took some time for me to think and understand what i want to really do Mm-hmm. so all these you know thought processes going on like how to do this that and all. then i thought okay because if i work on lot of clothes maybe it's not possible for me to you know as initial stage it's not possible for me to work on lot of you know old clothes Correct. so okay and then you know at the same time we had lot of uh, jeans and uh, denim skirts and jackets which we are not using mm-hmm. so initially i made a skirt for my daughter from my own jeans and from her jeans i made a frock for my niece and mm-hmm. uh, to a few you know to a few people relatives and then i made a bag and a pouch and all those things so then i realized that okay so i can actually start making the same thing for others okay so i started by going to some exhibitions at that time i didn't know that people will buy a product which is made of old cloth of someone else mm-hmm. okay so i never thought that people would buy yeah okay for example like you know somebody give me an old jeans i make a bag or pouch out of it and se- i'm selling it to another person mm-hmm. i d- i i i didn't know that how people will respond to that because all this idea was actually completely new for me fantastic because in our society mm-hmm. when uh, something becomes old 
we either uh, we say we will give it to our very close family members hmm. in the sense for children especially when children grow older hmm. uh, you give to the younger cousins or whomever otherwise it is always given to people who uh, do not have an economically well status so Uh, hmm. using somebody else's is either it is your very close family hmm. or otherwise it is not encouraged kind of uh, feeling is what i also thought right in terms of same thing even i thought so okay but then after that what i did was initially i just uh, in one apartment some exhibition was going on mm-hmm. and they gave me a space stall where i can actually display my work mm-hmm. so i hardly had one frock one skirt and a bag you know some small pouches that's that, those who are not for selling those okay. were actually we made for our own purpose i just displayed that one frock one skirt one pouch and you know those few things and mm-hmm. then i just told people that see if you have old clothes that time the name was not blue may green the mm-hmm. name was just recycle your denim okay it was just so simple because uh, i didn't know how to go about it so we just displayed and then uh, i told the organizers that if people want to donate they can donate or at the stall they can bring their clothes or not clothes old jeans mm-hmm. and we can take the measurements of what they want to be made out of it and we can make it and uh, hand it over to them at a later date okay so that is how we started so then people asked me can i buy this so this pouch can i buy this skirt and there was actually a vest also a jacket and vest also was there a mm-hmm. small girls mm-hmm. because we didn't have a lot of denim to start with okay so then i got the idea then so then i a few people gave me order they they gave, gave me their jeans and told me okay okay can you please make a bag of this type and they gave they themselves told me the measurement and the size and the requirements that they need for the bag it was all simple bags like some rectangle shaped handbags mm-hmm. it was a, a slim bag for a girl and two three denim frocks okay they gave they gave that much of denim two denim for a frock or something like that and then i just took those order came back home made it by myself and okay. had it over to them it was all done by myself and then the second exhibition when i went there also the same thing we just showed them that we are just recycling your own denim not just that we're selling so uh. they, and after that then i got some denim okay they did some people donated they just say okay no you they gave me two three 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 pairs of jeans they told me okay out of one you make a bag two you can take it for your project oh something like that okay so from the second exhibition i got a few pairs of jeans and also my housemaid who was helping me so she also you know when somebody donates jeans to her she used to give me those jeans she was saying okay madam i don't want the jeans you can use it for your project wonderful so she, she uh, yeah she came to know that i'm doing something interesting that's all she knew Hmm. So and then some people from the place where I was staying from the apartment, some well-wishers, you know, they donated some jeans. And my neighbor lady, she wanted to make some bag for her. So it is like you start doing something good, and lot of positive things happen. Trickle, uh, drop by drop, it gets added. Yeah, exactly. I never knew that where it would go, but I, actually, I strongly, you know, had some kind of a feeling that I have to do something. And from the third exhibition that was actually conducted in. Uh, at a bumi utsav or something there i met a lot of people and uh, after that i went for some workshop uh, organized by the same group then i realized that this denim is uh, at that time i never knew that denim takes up a lot of uh, energy and causes a lot of pollution and all so you may knew. you may just want to share with the uh, with our listeners hmm. uh, in terms of uh, that learning that you had how harmful hmm. denim is because listeners exactly. uh, you know denim is the cloth with 
which is used to make uh, jeans hmm and uh, could you just explain how harmful it is as compared to any other thing do you have any other uh, more information because i my own huh. basic information that it causes lot of water pollution what i read is it's yeah what i read is it takes around 2500 liters of you know jewel surf you know water or something for making a pair of jeans that is that is right from uh, watering the cotton you know plants from okay. there from that uh, point onwards uh, from that point onwards and because it's the the actual proper denim is actually completely cotton mm-hmm. so and a lot of transportation you know, because um, it is right from the from the cotton port to the jeans actually the, from one country they export this cotton to the another country and from there they make it you know then they export the jeans you know the jeans to the uh, completely made jeans to some other you know other countries places wherever original intention for that kind of material and for jeans itself was yeah. that you use it uh, for a very long time exactly no no and also coming to this pollution side it's actually causing a lot of pollution because this uh, the blue uh, color that we give to the jeans mm-hmm. and after that you know they do the stone wash and everything so the people the laborers who are involved in this uh, work they are going through a very hard time hard you know It, uh, it has sorry. health impact for them health right? lot of health imp- uh, issues and also the place where this uh, mass manufacturing of denim happens they are actually the rivers and all those you know the color is different because it becomes blue <laughs> the color of the river because of this uh, uh, pollution so okay. pollution is there at the same time this fabric is actually long lasting yeah so that is a point that i wanted to um you know also highlight so hmm. we cannot look at denim or hmm. the jeans that we wear just hmm. like any other piece of cloth exactly it is meant to be used for a very long time so hmm. uh, like if you were an adult and if hmm. you are buying a pair of jeans hmm. you were supposed to use it during your lifetime unless you know you your size changes Uh, so to some extent that much of extra jeans and uh, denim material should not be there lying around inside the house because hmm. it has to be you know we should be conscious when we buy denim hmm. exactly. that is point 1 hmm. and if at all we are buying for children we should be aware that we should have somebody to whom we can give the older uh, exactly. you know, the earlier used ones etc yes yes so so somewhere i i i am quite surprised by how this whole thing came together you start without knowing that you know denim exactly. causes so much of a exactly. harm huh. and somewhere I apart i started because i thought denim is quite fashionable and everybody like it and yeah. then even after you know you worn out you can actually use it is a fabric is quite strong i only looked at that yeah and and uh, <laughs> wonderful so so now suddenly you are in an area which is of your interest and people are giving ideas in terms of how the business should go hmm. <laughs> right so you are getting a direction for yourself so you got an answer it is not a boutique exactly. that i want to create and i am exactly. going to work in this area plus as a bonus you are also realizing that it is an environment friendly cause exactly you know when i started itself i had this environment issue not because of the pollution but i thought that a lot of clothes are there yes, yes, what yes. people are doing with that you cannot just dump it somewhere so you Had need it. a pro- pro- uh, so for that reason i started yeah, but this wonderful. pollution and other things and all uh, i came to know later but then i thought okay then i thought that okay what i've started is actually you know is in the right direction right and i oh. remember meeting you first at this bhumi utsav 
And, oh, yeah. and for the benefit of the early, uh, listeners, there was a pair of dungarees uh, lying in the house, which my daughter yeah, used yes, for yes. a very long time. Then yeah. it was given to my son and uh, they outgrew it, but they liked mm. it so much. Uh, hmm. So I came to your house and I have all those beautiful things which uh, Prabha made for me. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners, you know, I got a beautiful laptop bag made uh, with yeah. a bottle, with a compartment to keep water bottle. And uh-huh. for lining, uh, I gave material, uh, you know, uh, which was uh, a close family member had gifted for uh, my wedding. Some bed sheets and all, which I really like. They were soft and nice. So I gave that material to Prabha saying, use it somehow. So she used that as lining. Yeah. <laughs> and so many pouches. I still use it backpack. every day. I still <laughs> use it every day. Yeah. And my son asked for a custom pouch, you know, where it is like a pouch in which all your geometrical instruments can also be put. And that too mm. from his old jeans. Uh, uh, and from the dungarees, we were able to uh, make a backpack. So many things we made from that. And uh, Prabha, so I also want to know, for people who are into sewing, uh, hmm. you know, uh, they may be aware of this. You may be thinking uh, that Prabha would have bought uh, some different kind of sewing machines and all that. Even I thought that. Hmm. And when I went, I was shocked to see you using a regular sewing machine hmm. and you said i just use a hammer if the jeans uh, once i fold it and if it doesn't go under the presser foot i just hmm. uh, use a hammer and flatten it and i will use it hmm. and i was so shocked <laughs> so it was like uh, finding uh, you know uh, no, it wasn't it was not a very basic machine it was a high speed machine at the second step level like yeah not the very basic one. Okay. So a little and, heavy, du- heavy duty, but not the very heavy duty one. Yeah, it's not as as if you bought a complete... No, what I'm trying no, to highlight yes, yes, yes. is... Exactly. It exactly. is not a big investment made for this business. Exactly. Uh, hmm. So what are the challenges? There I had a challenge of, you know, the space also. And Correct. initially I had only one machine and then I bought another one also for my helping lady. I want to tell you about this investment part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. When I want, when I wanted to start something of my own, right? First, actually, I've made a few bags for me with with our old things. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, you know, that maybe you know I could buy some traditional kind of material, you know, this uh, what you call this batik and other material, and you know I could make some outfits out of you know Indian, yeah. uh, Indian fabric, some Western kind of wear right. or some bags and other things. So you know, I had some those kind of idea where I have to actually invest and then I have to make a few pieces and then sell it. If people, they don't buy it, then it just become a waste. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that kind of, a, you know, I didn't know whether I can sell those things. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have that much of trust, that trust, you know, that whether I can sell those things or should I spend that much money for making, you know, was for starting something and finally I lose. If What if I lose all? So that kind of a tension I had. But when I started this uh, uh, denim, ups- the upcycling thing, right? And that kind of a fear were not, was not there. Right. So I want to interrupt mm-hmm. here for a moment because uh, if you see, if that is for the benefit of the listeners, especially huh. when huh. you listen to anybody who has made uh, a business successful, whatever that success is, for any entrepreneur, they say that you should be aware of the risk, you should know what you are starting, how, whether there is a market, uh, whether there will be people to buy or not, you should do a huh. study, research. Yes, all those are required. But here you have taken a simpler approach. 
So since you did not know, you started with something and allowed it to, with minimal investment, allowed it to take shape and then invest some time and uh, be patient about it, right? And also this sewing machine which I had, it was actually not a kind of an investment because I, as a person who does stitching for my own things, and I, sewing machine is a part of my house. Yeah, not, I understand that. So it's not something you do uh, separately. But uh, yeah. Prabha, would you also, mm-hmm. like maybe at this point, could you also mm-hmm. talk about, and it, uh, because I'm aware that uh, Prabha employed a few people later on, you were also mentioning you have your helps who mm-hmm. work on this. Uh, you spent a lot of time training and it was not an easy you faced a lot of challenges in terms of getting hmm. people right yes exactly so and you also uh, got people from economically weaker uh, background so that it can become a livelihood for them as well right so it is hmm. not somebody that you were getting uh, you know somebody who is trained already in terms of some uh, design course or anything like that no 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 not like that but they were uh, good in stitching okay they knew stitching like mainly what we need is if they can st- stitch straight mm-hmm. without any, you know, uh, like straight line stitching, if a person can do that, person can stitch anything. So uh, while it looks very simple, uh, <laughs> for people who are into sewing, it's not easy. It's not easy. Huh? And when Prabha says straight stitching, she makes it a point. If the thread breaks at a particular point, the next stitch has to start exactly in that hole. I remember she, <laughs> her pointing yeah, out no, from, uh, yeah. <laughs> So good. Yeah. Mm, so these mm. are the attention to details that, oh, yeah. um, you know, because it shows in the product quality. So, um, so we yeah, also... Yeah, that all actually I have to train them. Because yes. whenever, when somebody comes to me, then I tell them that, okay, I just draw a few lines, mm-hmm. ask them to stitch it. Then after that, I just put a one start point and end point. They have to stitch straight from the start point to end point without any line. So if they can do that, then that means they can actually, if they pay attention, they can stitch. It's not, uh, yeah, <laughs> I felt so. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, what are the challenges that you faced uh, subsequently? So once you decided the name is Blue Made Green, Blue hmm. made green. No, what the name a wonderful was not. Name. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, actually, first we started. I'll just tell you quickly. Uh-huh. It was re- it was recycle your denim. Mm-hmm. But later on, you know, the time when I met you, it was braided design. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes, yes. Yeah. So then we thought, okay, uh, after the second exhibition, and then I started making a few more. When I got a lot of de- denim, I thought, okay, I will go for an exhibition, a bigger exhibition with my products for selling. Mm-hmm. That is how I went for that Bumi Utsav. Mm-hmm. And uh, by that time, I wanted some name, which is Indian name, which says that something like, you know, inspired by or something. That is why I put the name Predit Designs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after one year, I felt like, okay, the name doesn't say what I'm doing. So that is how finally we came to a name called Blue Made Green. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my daughter's suggestion. Wonderful. Because uh, yeah. you don't need to have a long explanation. The name itself conveys everything. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we were going for exhibitions after that. Like uh, I have gone for for about two years. I went regularly for exhibitions in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. Sometimes some exhibitions may go as a fail because maybe not many people buy. Mm-hmm. But some exhibitions like will be very good. Many people may come and buy. But the idea is like you you can meet a lot of people and you know when you meet people they give you idea you interact with them so that that's how a few people came to know that a lady you know like this is doing something right so we can get uh, some some of our old clothes you know re remade or something like that 
so that is how we started and after that the not actually i, I don't know whether challenge or opportunity but a uh, lot of people came to us to make something out of their jeans at that time i was making more of uh, outfits mm-hmm. like de- skirts jackets frocks mm-hmm. like those kind of things because i am i can make outfits at the uh, garments as well right so mm-hmm. i was ma- so that time the thing was that people had to personally come to me to take the measurements and everything because i was uh, quite particular that okay whatever i we make it should be you know fit for them they yeah. should be able to use it right so like that and then initially after that you know people like you and many other people ask me whether they can whether i can make a pouch or i can we can make a backpack out, out of uh, their old jeans and all so then the challenge was you know to make something which i don't know how to make <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so it is not it is not that i don't know how to make because somehow you know this uh, idea of constructing something i think yes. i got the stitching part i got from my mother but my father was very good in you know drawing the sketches even for the for some house or something or whatever you know some simple things we have to make at home my father was very good in constructing things okay the you know the construction like for example you see a a toy or you see some kind of a bookshelf you know okay you, we always i always notice okay how the pattern is Mm-hmm. where the things are connected and all this i have some this kind of an observation so that is why the construction of bag and other things was not so difficult for me because mm-hmm. somehow you know i knew okay oh this is like i observe the things very carefully so another challenge was that when i started making these kind of a bag pouches and other things many people asked me why don't you start you know like a new line of bag and other thing with new clothes correct because uh, that is very easy to make and then now like when we make these bags and other things like we we spend a lot of time on one bag itself yes so there is a kind of a cost involved as well and the time a lot of time involved yes so uh, so then people you know sometimes people just think that okay how much she can earn out of just right. making something like this so why don't you uh, you know make uh, buy new clothes thick material denim material stuff is available outside mm-hmm. you can just make and you know sell it and all those things so that was actually to to stay away from those pressure yeah was there and another thing was that like whenever uh, for me actually uh, uh, upcycling means uh, like at least in blue made green what we do is whenever customer gives us a product and they say okay we want a product like this so we maximum use whatever is available it's like a minimum use of new things so on our bags we don't use any glittery lace or unnecessary uh, embellishments we don't use mm-hmm. so basic embellishment is some embroidery or some slight painting wherever is just required not mm-hmm. much yeah so just to highlight that uh, you know the look of the product that's all so we don't really you know buy a lot of uh, fancy things and the product that we use inside the lining material everything has to be you know uh, good material so that and cotton so that it it stay long yes. and i don't want you know customer to suffer that okay the lining got you know spoiled so they can't use the bag and the zip right. quality we use a very good quality zip so i want to make sure that the quality is good and sometimes some customers you know give us some denim which is already completely worn out like if you know maybe i pull it quite you know strongly it may tear okay and that kind of a thing if somebody gives me maybe we can somehow manage a bag and give them but i tell them not to make because it's of no use only yeah. we can just make and give them right. after a few months it will get spoiled 
so then when somebody asked me i just say no we can't make out of this we, we can make some rug or something but not a bag so that kind of uh, that i wanted to be true to the if, uh, i want to also ask you whether you have faced this challenge uh, hmm. in terms of people appreciating the value of a handmade item versus hmm. a factory made Uh, because hmm. a factory made bag many hmm. bags of the same thing you can buy a bag uh, for a very uh, small amount yes exactly right? and uh, in these days of fashion when people want to keep changing what they use very often uh, hmm. they are happy if a bag lasts for 2 3 months uh, you know oh if hmm. it is going to hmm. last to you know if it tears after 2 3 months it gives me an opportunity to buy another i'm saying that mindset is there and it is becoming increasingly more a more consumerist kind of a mindset so hmm. do you face this challenge of people not appreciating the value of a handmade item like you say the value of that item cannot be just measured in a few hundred rupees because somebody has spent time on it it hmm. is a unique piece hmm. but uh, you know do you face that as a challenge in terms of finding people uh, to uh, buy your items do they compare with a factory made bag and do you hear people saying what you are charging i am giving you old material i am giving hmm. you and then you will charge me to also make hmm. a bag like that you know do do people question like that yes uh, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, not when people give me the things that uh, people ask me okay how much it would uh, cost and all those things so some people they don't want to make but some people they just say that uh, uh, we just want we don't want any design we just want you know a bag simple mm-hmm. bag Okay. So then, the basic whatever is there that I will even if they feel that 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 is also high, then we can't do anything because I have to pay yeah. to the helping lady and also for myself also like I'm spending some time for that product. Yes, that is there. But especially I faced it when we go for exhibitions. Okay, because uh, maybe next to my stall or in the same uh, exhibition, maybe there are other stalls where they just bring material. Sometimes maybe those are you know some what ethnic prints and all will be there. but maybe made from some place rural uh, some places where the labor is very cheap or something but the quality will not be good same yes. as yes. what we make yeah. but say maybe a similar mobile pouch will be there for 100 rupee or 150 and with us it is maybe 100 or 150 more than that price so they may definitely and it is actually natural for people also to think that okay why that is this and then many people in front of me they said how oh, in that stall you know yeah that's <laughs> we true we get it for 150 less by from there and then i just smile at them because i can't do anything right. but if people are curious then i tell them that uh, this is me and then if, uh, people who know stitching or at least you know maybe they know that maybe their pa- mother or grandmother used to do some kind of a stitching then they go to go you know have, take my product and see and they can really feel the difference yeah true yeah then they then they don't say maybe initially they may say and mm. now also when people uh, enquire about uh, some products when when they ask me how much it would cost i give them the full detail right. uh, about how we make the product it is uh, yeah. more of increasing awareness about this whole concept itself exactly but uh, now i think it's slowly changing i don't know uh, much but then whoever is coming to us they are actually interested in making so they don't uh, when now the when customers come then mm. uh, they enquire online right so then after yeah. that when we send it back to them so they say, they t- they always tell me that the bag is much better when they hold it in hand than in picture Yeah. So true. then they're happy. So after that, they become a regular customer when they have. Now we are not just doing denim. We are doing all shirts, kurtas, 
yeah denim everything mm. that also happened because of customers because they asked me whether i can you know they they asked me i have two jeans and three kurtas so can you make something out of it they will say yeah yes yeah. why not and yeah, i yeah. so i see those pictures of those beautiful birthday buntings huh. that you create ah yeah <laughs> yes 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 that those are that's another project now yeah you know we would of course be sharing details the links in the show notes for all of you to visit and see what kind of products that prabha makes but prabha tell me while you mentioned it in passing i just want to focus on this specific challenge again hmm. because you are a person who can make dresses okay hmm. didn't you get tempted to go back to a boutique business where you could make so much more money i would assume you could make so i may be wrong but what <laughs> i am trying to say is that it is so much in demand right uh, and yeah. uh, you won't be uh, while it may have its own challenges uh you know it is not for each item each product so much thinking goes into it exactly. i i would uh, say it as you know i may be wrong but i would say it is much more easy money as compared to this yes so uh, do, do do you get tempted and how do you stay clear that no this is what i want to focus on uh, no because i had that option in initially right so mm-hmm. i purposely chose this mm-hmm. so after that i never felt so and okay. for uh, for Yeah, you know like if i really want to make something i just make for our our own something like that because for uh, you know for our family people i make it's not that we don't uh, make at all yeah. so, but but it's but it's not for selling it's just that's not your focus business. for your business yeah that i uh, yeah 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 this also actually i don't really call it like a business but what we doing but it's something like a service plus uh, yeah. my idea actually you know when i meant business uh, not huh. in the sense exactly. of money making mm. but in the uh, fact that you have customer commitments right exactly. so these are uh-huh. areas where you have committed to giving something by a certain date and you have to honor those commitments mm-hmm. uh, you know as against uh, you know designing clothes for yourself mm. where you may take your own time it's okay mm. <laughs> you know mm. uh, yeah. so yeah that is right so main thing is that i actually wanted to have uh, some kind of an earning out of you know a sustainable way of uh, you know doing some work so and i act, wanted to do this because there are not many people doing this there are people now there are a few, i know a few people who are working in the similar area as me mm-hmm. so but we all actually they are also doing good job so i think we need more people doing this work as well because now lot of, uh, a lot of new clothes are coming into the market right so what is happening to those so there is actually i because i am ex- i want to actually explore different sides of upcycling than going back to the uh, regular dress making thing Wonderful. so maybe because there are there are a lot of other things also that we can actually do mm-hmm. so like uh, now we are uh, uh, slowly starting into eco friendly event you know decorations mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because actually uh, for some few years i've noticed that people uh you know from the boutique and all they burn the their uh, leftover material sometimes it is just uh, or most of the materials earlier long time back you know those tailors and those people who used to make uh, outfits for others they you know the bigger pieces they used to they, they may keep you know make something for their uh, very small children and all i heard like that mm-hmm. but now i think uh, they don't, they also don't have time so they they just burn everything or maybe okay. dump it somewhere now it's illegal to dump so they just try some some way to burn it so what we are doing now is we collecting some those kind of waste from few tailoring shops and boutiques and we are making things like bunting and some other decorative pieces mm-hmm. actually we have a lot of things to do in this release so i i don't think that uh, so somehow that uh, 
making a new outfit or starting that kind of a line of business is not really tempting me one thing which i see consistently across when you explained uh, your journey mm-hmm. is the fact that you have always like at one point you even corrected me when i uh, by saying that you know not exactly challenges opportunities you said mm-hmm. uh, because you have uh, you know you have seen every single thing as an opportunity and try to learn from it that is hmm. uh, you know the inference i am making because always continuously you are using things as opportunities uh, you know yeah. even in uh, tailors uh, throwing away the old material or whatever waste material hmm. so i had a question uh-huh. specifically saying how do you learn but i i am keeping that question away because you are continuously learning in every single yeah, thing yeah, you yeah. are seeing it as an opportunity and you are learning <laughs> yeah so uh, that actually from each customer actually you know when they tell me they give a lot of ideas like if i see suppose i i was just making a few pouches and a few bags and selling it in mass like you know the new buying new material and making few different types of you know pouches and bags alone i wouldn't have explored these uh, uh, type of uh, range of products mm-hmm. because I, when i do something i don't think about other things my mind just goes in that so when customers ask me okay whether i can make a tissue cover you know, tissue cover like you know t- the tissue ro- we have made something like a tissue roll organizer yes yes and some some organizer for keeping some things in the bathroom and all things so so all those kind of things right only if customers ask me then i thought oh okay maybe we can make this kind of item with this kind of uh, uh, you know old things and then we yeah. make that so once right. we made a milk bag which we can hang on the door handle these kind of things i never knew that such items yeah, exist especially uh, people of a younger generation who are listening uh, to this mm. i would like to clarify to them one thing you know increasingly all of us whether young or old uh, as soon as we hear something we want to find out how to do our uh, immediate thing is to go and search google so i remember mm. speaking to prabha long time back and where i said uh, you know where do you get these designs from do you look at some of these uh, you know websites and all she said no i don't <laughs> i i never <laughs> so uh, and uh, i was shocked when i heard it for the first time uh, and i am able to fully believe what you said in terms of customers giving you ideas because what i see is you are not trying to replicate somebody's ideas Uh, uh, so no, as yeah. part of the discussion what comes what a customer wants you discuss with them and then you figure out okay then why don't we do this why don't we do this mm, mm. wonderful i had another question in terms of what are your aspirations mm. for blue made green now i feel maybe that question is not right because where mm. blue made green will be 5 years from now will be based on what customer ideas happen uh, yeah. <laughs> what interactions <laughs> no, what ideas you get based on interaction with customers right or is it that yeah. you have specific ideas for blue made green now mainly uh, customers think that is actually going on because mm-hmm. uh, people uh, give new ideas and when they send me some link i check okay. but earlier earlier when i was in bangalore when i met you know that time i uh, because for me you know if i want to make something something then i draw the pattern in the in my book i just see decide the measurements and everything i i think myself how i can accomplish this mm. i never looked at you know youtube videos and all those things right. and then now this when customer sends me then i just see okay the picture and how we can make from what yeah. we have but that is there but then other challenges that mainly this is actually now for all the part, i told you that we are slowly we want to actually enter into this uh, part, decoration okay 
so slowly we want to do that not slowly actually we have already started mm-hmm. but then uh, we want to make more awareness uh, to the people because uh, whenever you know now people celebrate these birthdays anniversaries and all those things in a bigger way mm-hmm. yes. uh, earlier when we were small we never used to we have used to have a family feast together Mm-hmm. and uh, i was you know not even in kannur i was I, i grew up in a very small town mm-hmm. where my father had a, a plantation and all so there actually we never had this birthday parties for birthdays we, our friends used to come home we play and we have a, fam- a normal feast and then you know, cake cutting and all that's all mm-hmm. but uh, now it's not like that because True. everybody want to you know celebrate it and make it a you know a highlighted thing and uh, so because of that process you know a lot of trash is getting generated okay so that is so your area when you of when you when you decorate it itself like you know those covers and everything will be there and after the party all this decoration goes into a waste mm-hmm. so we are actually uh, focusing to make some kind of a decoration for these small events mm-hmm. slowly we will get into so birthday parties anniversaries or engagement functions you know where people can opt for you know reusable decorations which we can actually display there after a function we can take it back and use it again yeah in a different way because we can design so we can redesign it in a different way mm-hmm. so there will be no trash at all so we had actually uh, done a few events and then they were very happy because there was no no trash at all wonderful and the another thing is that these decorations are made from the tailoring scraps yeah so it's a, it's a double benefit that the waste that they are burning Yes. We are making that waste we are taking and making some all these decorations. First you are preventing preventing new waste from coming plus uh, what yeah. you are making itself is from existing waste material. Existing waste. So it's a, like a double way uh, like meeting a need with trash. Yes. So like that. So that is one new thing we want to you know we have started but we, we kind of a past now we have to actually you know do that more. Okay. And another thing is I want to actually, you know, uh, go uh, to schools and uh, you know, uh, meet young generation mm-hmm. and uh, maybe with their uh, mothers or parents who are interested in this kind of idea to tell them that uh, with their own old clothes they can actually make something for themselves. Okay. So this kind of th- at least the idea of reusing and so yes. when you know that you can actually reuse these things so you you are need to buy something new. may radio i am not telling that we don't need to buy new things yes I but uh, not for everything okay at a more day to day level i wanted to also ask hmm. so now you have some people working with you for blue made green hmm. and uh, you have to meet your customer targets in terms of you know commitments hmm. by this hmm. date you have to deliver so and so hmm. thing and all that yeah. uh. so in terms of time management efficiency productivity etc hmm. in those areas What is it that you do or you don't do? I still have to work on these uh, areas. Okay. Uh, because uh, sometimes this, this challenge is there because the lady who is helping me, if she is not well or some other thing happens in the family, mm-hmm. for me actually, so that challenge is there. But we have, when I slowly, uh, somehow, you know, if people are understanding, so sometimes if I'm not able to do it, then I inform them and I try to send it a, uh, at least within the time frame so it is okay all of us have our improvement sometimes uh, i had some kind of uh, especially like in our last one year i had a lot of uh, personal challenges mm-hmm. which i had to go through and uh, it was very difficult for me to uh, send things on time so that time i ta- tell them that i am not able to do this and uh, because yeah, of these reasons yeah and uh, another uh, thing that i faces 
sometimes some comp- complicated design comes to me i feel it is there i feel a little, little uh, you know uh, i i worry to start it okay i have that problem that is one okay. thing where i need to I, I sometimes I have a tension to start with it. Okay, it's a tough problem to have, oh, but it's nice oh. to start have, share because I'll tell you why. For most of us, when we hear these success stories, and today we are listening to you as a success, uh, you know, person who has uh, pursued her, uh, you know, hobby has become, uh, you know, a passion has become uh, an livelihood, livelihood, whatever, livelihood, livelihood everything. <laughs> so you know. Uh, there may be so many people out there listening to this thinking that no everything has worked you know and that person is a you know is able to manage everything they are exceptional i am not like that so it is very nice to hear you sharing this particular aspect uh, you know about your own areas that you want to improve upon you finding it a struggle if there is a complex uh, you know requirement uh, you tend to worry about it and not start it or because you have personal challenges you are not able to meet deadlines these are things which we normally uh, don't share so easily we always want to share only the success part of it hmm. uh, so i'm very happy that you shared this mm, thank you <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, your idea of uh, freedom i remember you saying um you know you have always in the family grown up with freedom hmm. and you do not know not having freedom what it means hmm. um but uh, could you give some examples when you say you have always uh, grown with uh, freedom how does it play out and do you always feel freedom in the society in everything okay okay fine like uh, if you say freedom from the family from childhood itself uh, my parents they never stopped us doing uh, things saying that you are a girl and you can't do this so you can't do that we had enough freedom and uh, purposely i think uh, my my father purposely you know used to send me to some shops to buy some things we had uh, people to help but still uh, you know maybe he need some i not just general thing maybe from something from a hardware shop or maybe something from you know some places where usually they don't send girls so but he used to send me yeah. okay you just find the that particular product and ask him he'll give you then just buy that and come so he used to send me like that and another thing mm-hmm. uh, so me and my sister that is why we both are uh, we can do things like when you ask me about like what are the challenges i faced when i shifted to bangalore but the same mm-hmm. thing i think all these kind of a thing i helped me a lot like i didn't have any problem going out and getting things done and uh, one example i'll tell you like when i was uh, in 5th um, or 6th uh, grade i don't remember uh, we had some dance practice going on in the school and even if uh, even after the dance uh, practice i used to come back around 4:35 mm-hmm. so that day uh, something happened and and we were staying in a village kind of a place at that time not a remote place mm-hmm. so there the thing is that at that time everybody know each other so there is nothing to yeah. worry much but still uh, i reached back around 520 or something i still remember that day because uh, i was very scared because we didn't have phone and all to talk and call so i was just thinking mm-hmm. that oh mom what if you know what do they think that how, they may scold me thinking that why did you come so late and all in our family mm-hmm. in my my parents never asked us like any time that like, we never had a particular time that you have to be you know if class is over by 4 o'clock you have to be back by 4:30 nothing like that so mm-hmm. uh, i came back home thinking that oh, today my father is going to scold me because uh, the dance program with people were there who were not getting the things or something that the class went on till 5 uh, mm-hmm. o'clock and then after that to reach home it took some time 
So, mm. uh, but then they were all normal. They didn't ask me anything. And I told them that, okay, the dance practice was there, so I couldn't. So they thought that maybe, you know, I'm just maybe with my friends also something they'll she'll come home soon. Beautiful because normally people remember yeah. some specific incidents where they were shouted at or yeah, some exactly. punishment was given. Yeah. But here the fact that it was taken so normally. It has stayed in your mind for so many years. So one more thing, uh, I want one more incident I want to share that is with my sister when she was in college. So she was staying in some uh, residential college and she's supposed to, I was there at home with my mother that day. She was supposed to, she told that she's coming home that Friday and her bus, supposed, she's supposed to reach home by 7 or 7.30 but she didn't reach in the evening, okay. Mm. So I was very worried and I told my mother that why she hasn't reached. I was worried, my mother was not. So so <laughs> okay. I told her that, okay, let's call her, call the college and uh, let's, whether she left or not something like that and then mm. the, and that time also we didn't have mobile phones mm. so <clears throat> so my mother said why are you worrying so much and in case if something happened to the bus or something she would at least go to the nearby uh, house or somewhere and she will call saying that something had mm. happened if nothing is there then that means she's safe there is nothing maybe she didn't come but I was really mm. worried and finally like you know I called the college uh, hostel nobody was picking up the phone and finally somebody picked up and, and mm-hmm. they said that okay now because Finally, what actually happened was last minute she decided not to come because some function not was going come. on in the college, in the nearby somewhere. Okay. They all wanted to be there for that, something like that. So she stayed back and she, could, she, she couldn't she call us. <laughs> That's what happened. But, you know, see, I worry. But my mother was at peace. She said, like, she's a responsible person. If something happens, she'll find out some way to contact. So you don't need to worry. That has always, huh. you know, I'm, I was I'm really surprised. shocked. I was really shocked with that incident, actually. With like how my mother was like, okay, she's at peace and doing her things. <laughs> I'm surprised that every time I discuss with somebody about freedom, Mm -hmm. this word uh, responsible always comes together, you know. Uh, People talk about uh, freedom or absence of it, but always they talk about with responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to see how your parents were so confident Mm -mm. in those days without any scope for communication. Uh, they gave freedom and they trusted you and just left it there. Prabha, one more aspect here. Because you have had experience of living in different countries and different cities, different places in India, including cities and, uh, you know, small and medium-sized towns, all, all kinds of things. What is your idea of freedom that you experience uh, with respect to the society? Uh, so, uh, when I say society, I am always... Uh, Referring to your immediate yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, I understand. Because most of the of time, course. society means that. Of course, of course. That is what we experience, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, when I was staying abroad, I... Uh, I don't know, somehow we have a feeling that in in India things are little, you know, society is uh, more strict or something and outside is more free. But uh, when I lived in those countries where I lived, I, uh, even in the night, I never had a problem going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but that was in the city, but I don't know about uh, the the villages of those uh, uh, countries, I don't okay. know. But in the city there, we had, uh, even at 10.30, 11 o'clock, uh, I used to go out alone sometimes, maybe for something. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... Uh, I never felt uh, care to go out. Okay. And also, you know, that is because I grew up in a remote place and uh, was in a city uh, and then in another town and was not exposed mm-hmm. to a very bigger city before. Okay. So maybe because okay. of that, I have a thinking that, okay, things, uh, you know, work differently in, uh, in 
our place in hometown okay okay but uh, okay. when i uh, then in india now i lived in uh, some cities and now in kannur over the years i have realized that if we ourselves you know keep things that we have freedom and we do things then we can we get freedom but then some, in from the society there is a thing that okay we cannot go out in the night or uh, or maybe you know some kind of clothes that you wear uh, give some kind of a judgment to another person it is there but i don't really uh, look at those much but then then it okay. works for me for me it's like that so okay. yeah if i just uh, get scared of those things and then uh, not do what i have to do then i then i cannot survive also so so even in when i was in bangalore we had to go out in the night to hospital we go yeah and if i have something to buy sometimes i avoid like for example like maybe some unnecessary things if i think that okay yeah. i need a shopping to do maybe better to do it today or tomorrow then i may avoid going out yeah, uh, but ha huh, but but uh, some emergency things like maybe visiting a hospital something like that and then if somebody nobody is there uh, with me to accompany i go we have gone like that so i don't really restrict myself thinking that okay what people will think or how people will consider me if i do that or this that I, because i know that that is something important for me to i need to do it then i do it what is it that you feel your daughter is doing at this age which you feel happy about okay so she is independent okay so that is one thing i am very happy because i don't really need to go behind her for getting her things done and all she's she's quite independent mm-hmm. other than that she uh, she interacts with people uh, kindly and nicely and like silently i just notice that okay she is interacting with everybody in a humble way i i appreciate that okay uh, so prabha uh, what is the one thing that you would like to share with our listeners that we may have not uh, discussed about until now okay so uh, i would like to talk about using old things mainly i would talk about old clothes now because i am now dealing with clothes and reusing uh, yeah, upcycling clothes so we all have a general notion that for well, the the clothes that somebody already used is uh, is not good to use something like that or second hand things are not good to use or something but uh, i would like to say that is actually uh, we have it's time we change that uh, uh, thinking because when we go to a hotel we get this uh, towels and bed sheets which is there that is not a new one somebody some many people have already used it and is washed and kept clean for us to use and we without any notion we use it but when it comes to sort of somebody giving their old clothes or outfit which they have used it for a few times we feel some sometimes you feel bad to use it thinking that oh this is their old thing but i just want to say that uh, it's time we change that uh, attitude so now let's come to the last question mm-hmm. okay so before winding up i would like to request you to mm-hmm. share something in your mother tongue okay yeah go namukke, ahead okay namukke chittum oru paadu saadhyathagal undu നമ്മളൊന്ന് ശ്രമിച്ചാൽ കണ്ണു തുറന്നിട്ടും നോക്കിക്കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ ഒരുപാട് സാധ്യതകളുണ്ട് നമുക്ക് ചെയ്യാൻ പറ്റുന്നത് അപ്പോൾ നിങ്ങൾക്കുള്ള കഴിവ് ആ രീതിയിലുള്ള എന്തെങ്കിലും കാര്യത്തിന് ഉപയോഗിക്കാൻ പറ്റുമെങ്കിൽ അത് ഉപയോഗിച്ച് നമുക്കൊരു നല്ല നാളേക്കായിട്ട് എന്തെങ്കിലും കോൺട്രിബ്യൂട്ട് ചെയ്യാൻ പറ്റുമെങ്കിൽ അത് എന്തായാലും ചെയ്യണം അത് ചെയ്യാതിരിക്കരുത് അതാണ് എനിക്ക് പറയാനുള്ളത് Uh, what prabha is saying is we have lot of opportunities around us and each one of us will have our own strengths capabilities we have to uh, examine how we can use them both our capabilities and the opportunities around us so that there is a better future i think that is a message that she wants uh, to leave with all of us so 
Is the translation good, Prabha? Yeah, yes. We are looking forward to, you know, hearing more, seeing more and more of uh, Blue Made Green's products, wonderful designs and wish you all the very best. Thank you, Thank Krishna. You. Thank you. This has been The New Indian Woman with your host, Krishna. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will tell your friends about this podcast. In case you haven't already, please subscribe to this show by clicking on the subscribe button. This means you will get my new episodes automatically and you will be able to listen to them every time I publish the next episode. Do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic. Of course, I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com. Thanks once again. I look forward to more sharing in the next episode and please don't forget this. You are amazing. Fill your life with lot of laughter and fun. Only you can do it.